I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Carol Lipnick joins me now. The singer and songwriter has a new album, Goddess of Imperfection, that's out this Friday, the 11th of March. The collection features original songs that pay uh, tribute to the uncertain state of the world. These are songs that are described as uh, reaching above the chaos. They are mesmerizing, thoughtful, haunting, even at times. They're meditations that um, look at ourselves, the people around us, our culture, and uh, songs that push back against the pressures of perfection. I'll ask Ms. Lipnick about uh, some of uh, the songs on the album, what they mean to her at this time, growing up uh, in Coney Island, New York, and her incredible voice, whose range has been lauded for its multiple octaves. The New York Times once described her as an ethereal vocal phenomenon. Carol Lipnick has built a dedicated following through her popular weekly performance residence at uh, the East Village Boat Pangea, as well as performances at the Rose Theatre and Lincoln Centre, as well as other numerous venues in New York City and its environs. She is the winner of the Broadway World Award for Best Alternative Cabaret Show. She has uh, released six albums on her Mermaid Alley Music label, which uh, also releases this new album. She will be doing a special concert Tuesday the 5th of April at Joe's Pub at the Public Theatre in Manhattan. Visit carollipnick.com for more. She joined me from uh, New York City two weeks ago. Please uh, welcome to the Planta on the Line program, Carol Lipnick. Ms. Lipnick, good morning. Hi, how are you? Pretty good yourself. So happy, so happy to be here with you. Not nice to talk to you as well. I just, I, I love the title of the album. Uh, uh, we'll talk about the album in just a sec, but but the the, the title itself, Goddess of Imperfection, it, it's such a, a marvelous title for for um, not only the the song in, in on the on the record, but um, it says a lot, doesn't it? I mean, how did you come up with with, with um, that idea, say, of of, um, uh, of what you wanted to say about how we all, I guess, we all succumb to that pressure of perfection, don't we? Exactly. Um, it's basically it's like a tongue in cheek kind of pushing back of the notion of perfection and pressures. There's so many pressures to be perfect, and they're like chains, burdens. And um, and and then embracing an embracing of the beauty of the imperfect and the otherness, which is a big part of my my work because I've always felt like I'm an other. <laughs> yeah, and it it, it um, well, I want to talk about that in just a sec about being considered the other because I I, um, I have to say I enjoyed the album a great deal. I listened to it a couple of times once, you know, listening to it carefully for preparing for our chat, and then. Um, I put it on again over the weekend, just you know, as I was working on stuff at my desk, and I found oh, myself pausing and, and listening to the words because it, it it's not just say the sound of the the, the notes or the the, the music. It, it, there's certainly the words behind the song are, are, are important too for you as a performer, aren't they? Yes, um, I I very much love the uh, song form, the art of the song form. Um, I'm kind of amazed by that art form because I love poetry and um, I love the idea of blending poetry and song and message and um, and how um, and how that works. It sort of like puts you into a dream world 
mm. a song does. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you feel like you've lived for a whole week and then you wake up and you realize you were dreaming, and but you also realize that you were only dreaming for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, it has frequently. <laughs> That's exactly what a song does to you. I mean, if it's a successful song. Yeah. Um, th- this idea of being b- being considered the other, um, uh, y- you've had a, uh, uh, you've done this for a while now. Um, d- do you still feel that way after all these years? Yes. Well, I have. I I grew up on Coney Island, and I was very shy, and I have bright red hair, um, so I was a real target for bullies, mm. and. Um, and Coney Island is a really crazy place. I don't know if you know about it. It's a mm-hmm. historical amusement park mm-hmm. that's sort of very run down at this point. And, um, it, you know, the whole notion of carnival and uh, is, is kind of an, uh, an embracing of the others, the otherness, othernesses. <laughs> and I, I just always felt like uh, I, I didn't fit in anywhere. And so I kind of, you know, embrace that and and turn that into an art form. Yeah, see, when I think of Coney Island, I think of the the amusement park, I think of play. Um, And I don't know, I got that idea as I was listening to some of the songs on on Goddess of Imperfection that that, um, there is a sense of, um, frivolity is not the right word, Um, there's a sense of, say, escape. Um, Yeah. Sort of, and in a fun way. I mean, there's some serious songs, obviously, on the album, but um, there were ones that that were um, fun in a way or enjoyable in in that sense. Did how do you bring all of that together, say, in an album like this? I mean, because you know, I'm thinking of Nonviolent Man, which is a, a fairly serious song. If we think about you know the implications of say masculinity on our society and culture, but um, there's a sense of play as well. Is that something that you, you consciously bring to your work? Yes, humor is very a very important aspect of my work. Um, I, I like to think of myself, as, as especially when I'm performing, as I take on um, the persona of a white clown, like a Pierrot clown. Mm. I don't know if you know what a white clown is. It's the really sad clown. Mm. And... Um, uh, so I I like I really like to make people laugh, but then I but uh but um I'm, I'm I've got like behind my back I'm I'm holding like a sword, mm-hmm. and then I'll stab you in the heart after I made you laugh, and there's this beauty of being stabbed in the heart by by a song. I don't know. Did you ever feel that listening to music like your heart breaks? Oh, song. sure. Absolutely. And yeah. isn't that an enjoyable feeling? Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it, it makes you it makes you realize um, uh, you can't have the, the, the sad if you can't have the happy, if you will. And, and, and you, you can't understand happy if you don't understand, say, that, that life does break your heart from time to time. And, um, yeah. And but that's it's life itself, isn't too. it? <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And... Um, so I try to bring that into my work all the time, you know, with my voice and the words and the and the melody and and the, the musical accompaniment accompaniment. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's what comes through in this album. Um, uh, there's such imagery in in your songs as well, and and it's so clear as one listens to you. Do you think your training um, as a visual artist? Do you think that lends itself well to to your performing? Say, yes, one hundred percent. I started out as a visual artist, and um, for me my approach to song and singing is is like I'm holding a, a palette with many colors on it. And my voice and what I could do with my voice is like I take a brush and I mix a color together and then I and I paint with my voice. And when I'm singing I have a sensation of of like painting in space with my voice. So it's very much connected to um, to the visual art training that I had. And let's talk about the voice itself because it's a magnificent voice. It's it's a remarkable oh, remarkable sound to it. I mean, I, I, this is not the first time you've heard you know people laud its range and the sort. Do you, how do you view it? Do you view it as a gift? Oh, um, it's a gift. I'm so grateful for it, and it, it's a natural voice. And I only recently started studying just a few years ago with a, um, a wonderful voice teacher, Barbara Mayer Gustern. But um, it's pretty much a, a natural voice. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just something I can do. And it's very primal to me. It's like, it's like the original, uh, the original art form, the sound, the cry, the wail, the mating call, you know? Mm. Um, and it feels so good. To scream, you know, like Yoko Ono um, screaming and, and walking on thin ice, mm-hmm. which is a big influence to me. Um, just, just, just crying, and and you know, sometimes you don't even have to have words; you just cry, and that's and that's that's sort of the the place, the the the, the song, the, the the emotional impact of it, you know. How do you care for it? I mean, uh, I was going to say that um, uh, because it, it does sound so beautiful in, in, in many parts, and then you just mentioned, you know, the, sort of uh, the, the, the screaming that that, that that comes from, you know, deep within. Um, do, do you uh, – are, are you conscious that you're not doing certain things with your voice all the time, say? Yes, that's why it was important to me to start studying. Mm. And so, you know, technically uh, – there are things you could do with your body and relaxing um, your body and then like sort of aiming the sound in places in your body so that it gets out of your throat and so it doesn't irritate your throat. Mm. And so it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work. I, I, I practice my voice every single day and I don't, you know, I don't, I drink, but I don't overdo anything. And I, you know, try to eat foods that don't, you know, uh, irritate the voice. So it is a, um, I nurture my, my vocal cords, um, but in a way that I have a lot of fun in my life and I'm not too concerned with it. But I definitely am always nurturing that, that, that gift that I have. Um, in terms of, um, say, I mean, we all, um, I guess uh, encounter say a sore throat or or it's a voice strain, if you will. I mean, as someone who talks, I, I, I notice these things a, um, a lot more than say someone who doesn't do this. Um, 
I'm always fascinated by people like yourself who, who use their voice as their work. Um, are, are there tips or, or remedies, say, for, for when, when, when you know, the, the, there's the colds, the common cold, if you will, or, or um, a, a sore throat? I mean, are, are there things that work for you? Oh, sure. Like gargling with uh, um, warm water and salt and oh, yeah. lemon. Yeah. And, um, you know, and also like a neti pot. Oh, you know yeah. That is? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that works really well. And um, uh, I think, I, I don't know if it's true, but pineapple juice mixed with like a little bit of warm water is really good, too. Yeah, I've heard Cause that. Because pineapple, yeah, because of the a bromelian, I think it's in the, the family of the bromelian. It's like yeah. a bromeliad, those plants, you know, that's what a, a, a pineapple is from. Yeah. And um, it's a like an anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. um, and ginger, ginger tea. There are things like uh, vocal zone, uh, their lozenges that yeah. are really good. And um, so there are all kinds of things you could do. I mean, because I've, I've, I've the, I recorded vocals for my last album, almost back to normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, with the, I had the flu. I see. And, uh, you know, and I still was able to to do what I did. You know, um, I think you know hydrating your voice constantly is a really good thing. And resting it as well, right? Not using it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And not smoking. Mm. It's smoking is really bad for your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Among other things. Um, the the. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The, the 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 thing that I I'm struck as I'm listening to Goddess of Imperfection, uh, by is um, I'm I'm hearing something in all of the tracks on the album. Um, I don't know how to put this. It's it's sort of an understanding of people, and it may, may not just be people. It may be the wider world around us. Say, um, it's a kind of empathy towards things that that say are ignored or misunderstood. Um, and that's why I think your album is so timely because I think. We all need a little more of that, don't we? Yes, I know. And when I started writing for this album, <laughs> things were were kind of falling apart, but they kept escalating. Yeah. They kept they kept <laughs> escalating, and and then and then when when Biden got elected, I thought, oh, you know, well, I was so happy, but then I was thinking, oh, my my work's going to be dated now. <laughs> but it just kept escalating. And now you've got those truckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're coming to us. But it just kept escalating and escalating and escalating. And um, so uh, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, um, going back to Coney Island, there's a spook house in Coney Island called Spookarama. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd always meant a lot to me and I kind of likened it to in Tibet, it, 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 Tibetan, um, there's a thing, uh, in Tibetan religion where, um, you pray in a, in a graveyard after midnight and the, the, you meditate there. And the idea is to become completely at peace in this, uh, in this graveyard, this terrifying place at night by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do with my work is I want to uh, uh, 
bring some sort of a, an inner uh, peace or composure, you know, um, within all this chaos, never losing sight of it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. The, to be able to, uh, um, I don't know, have some, some sort of a, a balance or joy within, you know, and, and empathy. Um, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think of a song like Ride on the Light of the Moon. Um, it, it sort of sounds like um, um, a prayer may not be the right word, but it, almost like wishing for, say, an escape, and um, the, the escape, obviously, from material desire in this particular song, but an escape to something better, essentially. Yes, yeah, something cosmic. Yeah. Something like, like, like space, like, like looking at the sky, mm. especially looking at the night sky. You're not part of that. You don't exist. And it makes you feel like you don't exist, but it's so beautiful to disappear like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you find, um, as you release an album like this as you do now, um, that you've learned something about not just yourself, but to say, say the wider world that you didn't know before? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by that question. Well, I don't know. I, I, um, I mentioned a moment ago about empathy. And um, I couldn't help but hear that throughout the album. And so I, I feel that I learned that in the course of listening to your work. Uh, listening well, to this, you. listening to this piece, and I'm wondering, is the creator of it, as the person who who performs the the songs that they've written, um, do you think the songs were created after understanding something, maybe something new, I perhaps? That, I think that as I create them, I I I understand it. But it's a process. Like it all. Like like I like to think of songs as sort of like empty vessels or mirrors, and they take on whatever your you put your your face in a mirror. Like it takes on your face. Like or you know whatever you pour into them, your heart. It 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 takes the shape of whoever is pouring into the song. You know what I mean? So the song could start out. Um, I meant it one way, and then things change in the world, and it suddenly they they mean something else, you know, or they become more relevant. And that definitely, definitely was going on with this, because when I first thought of the title Goddess of Imperfection, it was nowhere near at the pace of chaos that, that the world is in right now. Mm, you know, it was yeah. nowhere like that. You know, so yes, totally, definitely. It's a marvelous way that you put it because it, it it's sort of the artistic process at work, isn't it? I mean, um, you may have thought one thing. Um, you may think another thing now as you listen to it in retrospect. I, as a listener, so someone completely different in a different place even, um, may read something into it or hear something into it that, that you probably never thought of, right? Exactly. That's the beautiful thing about the art form of song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then listening to a and song, could, yeah, listening to a song, pardon me, listening to a song once uh, or, or two or three times, I mean, you, you get a different experience each time, don't you? Exactly. It's such a wonderful thing. And 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 you can take it with you on the road mm. and be in a car or on a train and staring out the window and, and there it is, you know, against the sky, against the trees, against the other cars, you know, and 
it means something different every time. I understand, Carol, that you'll be um, performing live again uh, as, as this album's being released. Um, what have you yes. missed in terms of, say, performing on stage in front of an audience? Oh, yeah, well, you know, it was... I, I actually had some projects that I was working on during the, the lockdown of the pandemic, mm-hmm. so I was lucky that way. And so I was working on a score for a dance piece, and um, and I have a balcony, so I was uh, uh, learning uh, uh, a new instrument, a baritone ukulele. So mm. I spent quite a lot of time developing new work, um, and but it was a terrifying time because I did nobody knew what what the future would hold, and nobody knew like how sick they would get or yeah. what would happen. It was. It was a terrible, terrible time, but I found absolute solace in, 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 in working on music and singing. And so are, are, are you looking forward to, to, to being in front of an audience again? Yeah, I've already done a, a, a few shows, and it, it's just such a... Um, well, because for me, it's never really about me just singing, like I, I, I connect with the audience in a way. Getting back to my Coney Island roots, mm-hmm. as if I'm a medium, you know. So, so like a medium in a carnival, you know. So the the the, the voices I'm channeling the song through me to the audience, and then the audience is is giving back to me. So it's sort of almost shamanic in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a beautiful experience, and that kind of an experience, you know, you get mostly with an audience, you know. Yeah, and in a different audience gives you a different experience, I'm sure, as, as uh, the experience say, of, of performing it in the studio, right? Yes. Um, I think Joni Mitchell said something when she was describing the traumatic experience she had at the Isle of Wight concert mm. in the audience sort of was rebelling. The audience is like a, a, a dragon, and uh, sometimes, you know, the dragon wants to attack you. Uh, so it's sort of like you're taming the audience. And, uh, I mean, I've had times when there have been people that just don't, aren't interested in listening, but most of the time I can, can get them. But, yeah. you know, different audiences are different. They're, they almost all collective, they become cells and they turn into a, an, a creature, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Exactly, yeah. yeah what, what, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, Carol, when you're performing, you mentioned, you know, the, the idea of, say, channeling something to the audience. Um, are, are you able to, to uh, this, this seems like a dumb question, but I'll ask it anyway. Are you able to I let your, dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> are you able to let your mind wander um, beyond, say, the music and the lyrics? Um, are you thinking about other things, say, in, in one's life or, or what you're going to do after the show even? Or, or... Well, that's a really interesting question. Now, the goal is the goal is to disappear, you know. Like I was talking about the night sky, staring into the night sky. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the goal for me to completely disappear. And, uh, and, and if, I'm be, if I'm successful and I'm in that zone, um, then, then that's, that's great. But every so often, you know, I might lose my concentration because something distracts me. And then I might, and depending on, you know, how bad it gets, I might start thinking about, 
oh, you know, the drink I'm going to have after the performance. Or, <laughs> yeah. um, and I just told you I don't drink that much. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like I'm a total contradiction. So, you know, or I might start thinking about, you know, about like, you know, oh, I'm going to have that piece of cake later, you know. But, but really, you know, if I'm doing the job right, then I have completely disappeared and surrendered to the song. Now, saying that, Carol, do you then, are you able to, say, do away with nervousness at all? Oh, well, I had terrible stage fright for most of my life. Hmm. But I find now that if I, well, I, I really prepare for every show. I practice a lot. So, you know, I have at least, I at least know that I'm prepared. But I find that if I have just like, and here I am contradicting myself again, if I have just a tiny bit of bourbon, mm. just a tiny bit of bourbon, it kind of calms my nerves. Um, but the other thing is to be prepared and to put in the work before the show, and it's a tremendous amount of work. If you have to do it every day, really, you know, to put all that work in, then it gives you that much more confidence than you just say, well, you know, what am I nervous about? I know this. I know this work. You know, um, and 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 then to use the the nerves to be um, to use them to your advantage to 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 like enjoy that feeling and use that feeling. You know, um, there was an opera singer and I can't think of her name right now, but she sings at the Met, and she was saying the experience about the pandemic. She couldn't perform at the Met. So what she did was she would skydive, and skydiving is totally social distancing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and but she would get that same rush of adrenaline that she got performing on the Metropolitan Opera stage. Now isn't wow. that interesting? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I um, the, the idea of preparation is absolutely key. I think to, to a lot of things. I mean, I. I sit here at my desk, you know, the night before as I'm preparing for interviews. And um, I do get nervous from time to time because I, I worry that I'm not going to, you know, ask the right question or, or, or I'll, I'll wander off and start, you know, talking nonsense in the middle of an interview. Um, but then when, if you are prepared, uh, you can sit here and, and you can just sit with, with the guest on the telephone and, and, and just enjoy the time. And you forget about everything else and you forget about, whatever nerves you might have had about the subject you were going to talk about or the person. You've you know. disappeared. Exactly. Well, let me give you a for instance. I was nervous, too. Were you? I have, uh, no, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, six pages of notes <laughs> in front of me, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but, but, but isn't it nice to just disappear into the moment and just, enjoy the conversation like we are absolutely conversation absolutely (laughs) but you can't like rub a magic lamp and like oh if i rub this lamp then the conversation will be great you have to prepare for it exactly yeah um what do you like listening to in terms of music oh right um um well um there is a artist, uh, Sylvia Bullitt, who um, she just started recording again, 
And you can find her work on any streaming uh-huh. device. Yeah. It's very spiritual, beautiful songs, and, and her voice is just amazing. Um, and I would recommend people check her, her work out. There's an album of hers called Runway that came out a couple of years ago, so it's relatively new, and it's just exquisite. I love music that takes me away. It takes me out of myself, like we've been talking about, and I think she really does that. So I've been listening to her a lot, and I also like um, to listen to singers from other um, countries and, mm-hmm. and different times. Um, there's a singer, Montserrat Figuero, who um, sings like uh, medieval and Renaissance music, mm-hmm. and um, she sings. She's, she's passed away, unfortunately, but she sang with a group called Hesperian 20, and I would recommend that. Um, and I love to listen to Joni Mitchell, mm. and uh, I love poetry in, in, in song. Um, Debussy, um, Beethoven, mm-hmm. it depends on Bach. You know, I just sort of don't have a particular genre of music that I listen to. I think that's important, too, because, I mean, I, I, I come to music even as a kid with my own taste, say. And um, I find that, that if, if I listen to, to various things, um, it, it makes listening to music altogether a much more richer experience, I think. Yeah, yeah. Instead of always having the same thing. Yeah, even 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 listening to things I don't like, um, I'll learn something about it because it is someone else's art, and um, right. you learn to appreciate say, just how how something's created, if you will, even. And I, right. I find that edifying in itself. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um, th- th- this album comes out now, um, Goddess of Imperfection. Um, do you in, um, in it? It's coming out on. March 11th. I see, yeah. Um, you can pre-order it, yeah. And, and people can, can get it through the various things that they listen to music nowadays and, and the sort. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you um, spend a lot of time, say, on, on how the album is ordered? Oh, my God, yes. Do you know the concept of Spannung? No. It's a German word. There's no English equivalent, but it's sort of like a flow sort of, like the way I like to describe it, it's like a brontosaurus dinosaur. Mm. <laughs> so like the head is really small and right. long and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then the middle is like the, t- the biggest part and then it gets smaller and smaller in the tail, you know? And then that's how it has a flow and, and a natural flow, like Hitchcock films yeah. have that, you know? So I like to do that when I design a, a set of songs. And so I will labor and labor and labor over it and try all different ways until I'm satisfied with the way it um, the way it flows. And you know, it's interesting with this album. The very first song starts out with like a swirling, quivery piano, yeah. And then the very last song ends with the same kind of a slow, uh, sort of quivery piano. And so that if you put the, if you play it on repeat, which I like to do with albums, I just repeat them over and over again. Yeah. Then it just it turns it just flows into it turns into it's like a it's like an Ouroboros uh, yeah. eating its tail. 
it becomes like the end becomes the beginning. Like a wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, and I worked hard to, to get get that to happen. So the, the the long answer, the short answer is yes. The the um the, the, the I I asked it I don't I can't remember why I asked it well, I wrote that in my notes but the the album um your publicist sent it to me you know um, as a file and so all the tracks were there and um, I had to, to to click each one to listen to it rather oh. than say you know as we would on a streaming service where it would just play the next song after the first one ended you know and then there's one uh, file that had the complete album on one, I don't yes. know what you call it. And so I, I, I saw that first when I opened up the, the file or the folder. Yeah. And then I said, well, I, I want to listen to it, um, you know, looking at the track listing. And then after a while, I just put that on after I, I listened to the, the, the album, you know, in, in pieces as I did. And then I put that on and, and all the songs seemed to come together, if you will. And, and I lost track of of which song was which, but because, but it did feel like an organic piece, if you will. I'm glad that you listened to it like that, because we also spent a lot of time figuring out how much space was between each song, and, you know, you lose that if you click on each track, yeah. or if you, you know, if it's on a playlist, and, yeah. you know, you hear that, and then you hear another song by another artist, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you were able to listen to the whole thing all through like that. Yeah. And this is such a marvelous way to, to think of an album as well. Um, Carol, I could um, speak all afternoon with you. I, I've so enjoyed our chat, and this album obviously Thank is you. a marvelous piece of work. Congratulations on it, and, and good you. luck with it. I so appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure, Joe. Thank you for having me. The album is called Goddess of Imperfection. It's from uh, Mermaid Alley Music. Uh, visit carollipnick.com for more information. Carol Lipnick, join me on the line from New York City in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plata. <laughs>